Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. And welcome everybody back to another episode of Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. Welcome everybody to the show. Oh my goodness, I am so excited for today's guest. You know what? I think this guest deserves a drum roll. Here we go. Hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, on today's show on Animals to the Max, we have the legend himself, Jungle Jack Hanna. Oh my goodness, I still just cannot believe it. This was, I mean, just interviewing one of your childhood heroes. I mean, so just imagine right now, think of like one of your heroes. I mean, as a kid or even now, think of one person you would like to interview. And with me personally, one of those people was Jack Hanna. I mean, I... And I, and I just have to say, like, I have interviewed some amazing people who work with animals all around the world on this show, but there hasn't been a person that I've watched since I was probably like five or six years old. Like, I have a vivid memory, like memories of waiting every month in the mail. We would get a new Zoo Life with Jack Hanna VHS tape, and it would be a different, you know, obviously like a, like a 30-minute show of wherever he was going around the world, or whatever zoo he was visiting, or whichever animals he was working with. I was hooked. I was like, what? This guy is so cool. He taught me so much about animals, and I, like I said, I've always looked up to him, and I never knew that we would ever cross paths. I mean, maybe like I don't know. I mean, I actually, okay, wait, I'm actually going to take that back. I knew just with our line of work in TV, I thought maybe we might cross paths. I had no idea if he even knew anything about me or any of my TV work or my work with animals. And his PR team said, oh no, Jack knows. Like we've, you know, we've seen seen you on the Today Show. And anyway, it's just like super cool. I don't know. It's It's like one of those pinch yourself surreal moments And I, yeah, like I said, absolutely loved the interview with Jack. You know, I was able to ask him questions. And it's so funny because when we first get on the call, he said, hey, you know, nice to meet you, whatever. I have 30 minutes that I have to go, but that should be okay. We are talking almost into an hour and his PR team is saying, hey, Jack, we have to go. And Jack's like, I don't want to go. This guy has great questions. And I'm like looking at myself like, wait, he's talking to me? Like, gosh, just, it was so cool. And I love the conversations and I got to ask Jack all the questions I ever wanted. You know, what was it like, you know, growing up at a farm in Tennessee? How did you end up on TV? Like, was this something that you wanted to do? What was it like being a zoo director so young? Just a million questions. I asked him what his favorite place to visit was in the world. I also asked him if there's anywhere in the world that he's never been that he'd like to visit. And he actually told me, and I'm shocked he's never been there. Hopefully he'll film his last special there. I asked him about, you know, Steve Irwin. If he ever met Steve Irwin, his thoughts. I asked him just just a million questions. And I really hope 
you enjoy this interview with Jack. And yeah, I'm as you can, I'm like talking and I'm just smiling. I really enjoyed this one. And I hope to actually meet him in person one day. He invited me to the Columbus Zoo. Hopefully he's not one of those people that's like, oh yeah, you know, we can be friends, you know, give me a call whenever. And then, you know what I mean? I'm like, call him the next day. Hey Jack, remember me? Can I come to the zoo? So with that said, please sit back, relax. I hope you enjoy this interview with the legend himself, Jungle Jack Hanna. All right. Are we all good to go? Yeah, I got about 30 minutes probably, and then I got to run to another thing, but okay. I think it'll be all right. Sounds good. We'll try it. Yep. Zoo life. I'll be darned. Oh my God. Oh, oh do you see him? I was going to say, Jack, I've been watching you. Look at this. <laughs> For years. Isn't that? Oh my gosh. Jack, How old are those things? 30 years? 30 years? I used to <laughs> I <don't> wait. <laughs> How I, old were you then? Oh, I was maybe like seven or eight. I was going to say the animal bloopers. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I guess. And Jack, I would wait for these in the mail every single month. I would get a new one really? in the mail and I would be so excited. I love these and I'm going to show my kids these one day. You know what? I can't remember them. I, there were so many of them. I got to find out where mine are. Do you want me to like videos? <laughs> Do you want me to send you them? I mean, these No, no, they're yours. No. These are original copies though, Jack. So I mean, I could mail these to you. <laughs> oh, I'll, if I need them, I'll let you know, but I think we got them up there in the uh, office over in the other place. Yeah. Oh, Jack, <laughs> that, so, was my, that was my first videos right there. The first videos. You know, Did, I didn't I didn't that wasn't my idea. That was the guy that um kind of sponsored me for the first time, you know, to do a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. He said, "Let's do a thing like this, Jack." Um he lived way up. I can't remember his name right now on the East Coast. And yeah, let's go ahead and try something. <laughs> Zoo wow. life, yeah. Wow. Did you? Yeah, they follow, yeah. I mean, did you ever see yourself on TV growing up? Were you ever like, wow, I'd love to be on TV? No, no. I, I never grew up to be on TV ever. Uh, not that I was afraid of TV. I just never, uh, as I tell people, I've done TV for, I don't know, 30, 40 years. But uh, the key to TV with me, according to people, and, you know, I did Good Morning America for 31 years, Letterman for, I don't know, 32, 30, whatever, <laughs> about the same time. I'd go Good Morning America in the, in the mornings, go do Letterman at the nighttime. Sometimes I even did CNN with, uh, what's his name? Larry, the, uh, Larry King. Exactly, Larry King. <laughs> I did him for like 15 years. So when I went there, or, you know, even he moved to Washington, D.C., but when I went there, I did all three shows in one day. Wow. Morning, noon, night. <laughs> Oh, I don't know how you did it. And you did this all. So basically, just to kind of retract for people who don't know your story, you became the director of the Columbus Zoo in 1978, correct? Right. Correct. Yeah, and that was, that was um, and the reasons I'll share it with you, I could come here because our daughter Julie had um, leukemia, then brain tumors, all sorts of things were going on in uh, the hospital, the um, St. Jude Hospital you've heard of in Memphis, suggested several places like Knox, or um, go back to Knoxville, Mentioned Columbus, Ohio. Uh, you know, I have, a, I have a business of being in a zoo. And the good Lord was with me because all of a sudden the zoo was looking for a new zoo director. And I had to find a place to save my daughter's life. And so by coming to Columbus, I always put my daughter's life first because she lived and lives near us and um, by herself right now. And then and then I got to be at the zoo here in 1978, I think it was. 88, 90, yeah, that's 41, whatever years. And uh, it just was I was so blessed to live a dream of being a zookeeper. That's all I, I Real quickly, I know you had asked me the question, but I have to tell you how to start, how I started this whole thing. Of course. Well, in 19, oh my gosh, I was only um, 14, 13, 14 years old in, in Knoxville. The veterinarian would, come, veterinarian would come, Dr. Roberts would come to our farm and take care of the cattle, the horses, all those animals. And he said when I became four, 13 or 14, maybe 13, he said, Jack, you want to come and work at the, uh, the, the clinic? Yeah. So I'll go to the clinic, sweep the doors. 
wash the windows, parking lot for the first uh, – he was testing me. I know he was but for like three or four weeks. Okay, Jack, come on in the building now. You can go in back in there and sweep the things and clean all the animals, pick up their poop and stuff. Oh, that'd be all right. I've been doing my farm all these years. Animal poop, cats and dogs don't bother me. And then he said, well, how about bathing uh, dogs and cats? Oh, that's no problem at all. Well, I had dogs to bathe at home, but I never bathed a cat. And that thing jumped on me and bit me right here. I got a little <laughs> scar on my, my leg. I, I, I'm not bathing anymore, these cats, please. Okay, Jack. So then this is how the whole zoo thing started. Then about after almost a month and a half there, he was also the, became the zoo veterinarian. Today, at the zoos in the country now, we all have our own veterinarians. We have two of them because mm-hmm. uh, we're one of the largest zoos in the country. But back then, the local veterinarians, dogs and cats, would take care of zoos throughout the country. And that's when um, um, I went with him to the zoo to, to check all these animals and watch it all. And I went home that night to my uh, parents and I said, I'm going to be a zookeeper, Dad. You know, my dad told me he was a, a graduate of Vanderbilt and played football there. And, but he always taught me this before he died. He said, Jack, remember something. These four words, don't forget them. Love what you do. Don't ever forget this, please, for me before he passed. Love what you do. I know, Jack, that people in high school, people in college, even the, the college um, president, I won't say what college, called me in his office. It scared me right before I graduate. Jack, because he, he, all the seniors wrote down what they want to be. Jack, am I reading this correctly that you're going to go to a zoo and clean cages? All the crap and everything like that. <laughs> the president of the college. I go, yeah, I've always cleaned up that stuff. So <laughs> I'm sure I can advance myself from the stuff to something else. Okay, then, Jack, that's all right. I've just been here for 22 years. No one's ever wanted to clean up poop in a zoo, but I guess you go ahead and, and do it. Sure enough, I lived what my dad told me, and I just with that and it was in knoxville and uh, then all of a sudden i hear about this up here and of course our daughters at st jude with the cancer and le- leukemia and stuff and we were just so blessed to come here and and come in the zoo and the columbus zoo at that time had some issues yes they'd gotten rid of a lot of the directors but that didn't bother me and now the columbus zoo and i'm not just bragging about it is one of the largest in the country the wilds is about two thousand acres that the zoo has out in the beautiful lands out there we have that one too so i've been here 41 years this year and I don't know how to thank the good Lord for sending me here to save my daughter's life, which she lives basically right next to us. And um, having a zoo here that's uh, – well, it, someday come up here. I'll oh. take you behind the scenes. Oh, Jack, I've been there, and I wish I would have known oh, yeah. you eight years ago. It's beautiful. Shoot. I I loved it. I you come in summertime or spring, I hope. S- summertime, uh, and it was great. And I've – if you ever want to come back up here, yeah, I'll give you when we before we leave today, uh, Rachel, some names here to take you, or they'll take somebody will take you behind the scenes here. Oh man, that and would I, be it's amazing. Worth it. But I, but I know it is. But I, I, was, I must tell you something though, as you know, Jack Nicholas is from here in the Memorial Tournament. You heard of it on TV. It's uh-huh. right like two miles from here from the zoo. So they become very good friends because they bring grandkids here, and then he invited me to there. So to see the tournaments every year because I'm in charge of all the animals on the golf course. That's a joke, but whatever. <laughs> so all of a sudden I, he came over here for a tour so with his family so i said okay but not the little kids but grandkids but he came over here and i was taking him behind the scenes the gorillas you know he's showing the gorillas and everything and you won't believe what happened the gorilla pooped in his hand <laughs> threw it hit jack nicholas bam <laughs> oh my gosh i said there goes my daggum tickets to the mirrorfield tournament i guess he just, everybody laughed you know he didn't laugh everybody else laughed but we still talk about it for gosh sakes and then and then a few weeks later they bring one of the grandsons over to the zoo and the elephant which we check their yard every day because they got to dig, even though they've been in there for the beautiful place they have, they, uh, the elephant took his foot. They love doing this and pick up a rock out of there just to mess with it, have fun. Uh-huh. So what happens about three weeks after that, he takes his grandson over there 
The elephant picks up the rock, hits his grandson in the head, threw it with his trunk. Oh, they call no. him my office, Jack. Nicholas's son, your grandson, just got hit in the head. <laughs> uh, elephant threw it. I said, well, I know I'll never be invited back to that golf tournament. Forget it. I better move out of the city. <laughs> y'all, it was good. I don't oh. know why I'm telling you these stories. I very seldom do it, but I, I do it sometimes on national TV. What the heck? Yeah, that's so funny. I mean, that. oh, my goodness. So you've been at Columbus for over 40 years, and when you came in – I mean, you had to kind of boost the the keeper morale, correct? The employee morale. Perfect, in perfect way to put it, because some of them had the zoo was run by the city. Some sewers and drains department was under the same division. The first thing I did the first day, get Columbus Zoo T-shirts. Uh, I'm not knocking anybody that was here before this, but when I got here, I met with every single person that worked here. And, you know, you well know this. It's a matter – not just the animals are fine. It's, it's not that – any I don't care if it's a car company, what you do, any, any of us. People have to be taken care of that work for you. And not just taken care of. I mean they're important, every single person. Mm-hmm. That person that parks the cars is just as good as a guy that takes care of the animals. That's my f- philosophy of this whole thing. And I made sure that everybody is the same in this zoo and that, that wasn't the way they were being treated. So the first thing I did was get right on it, give them new shirts, met with them all the time. Each one of them, you have a problem, you come to see me, uh, even though I may call, be called the – I don't like that word CEO. I'm a zoo director. I don't put that word under me, ZEO stuff. <laughs> don't you CEOs might be watching this. Don't get upset with me, please. I'm a zoo director. <laughs> and you have you did a major thing, which I loved. And I got this, of course, from reading your autobiography. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Monkeys on the Monkeys on, Yeah, I don't – you know why that happened? Because that a guy had been here a few months, and they put the, um, the primates out there on the, the island that um, – it had the ducks and all around, you know, swimming around this beautiful thing like this. And one of the guys at work had a little building out there. They had these uh, little teeny monkeys, not the chimpanzee type stuff. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> See, in, in Tennessee where I was, we didn't quite have that. Oh, I got a great idea. Let's move the little monkeys and we'll put the chimps out there. Oh, that's great, Jack. <laughs> but somebody left the hose in the dadgum thing filling the, the moat. And they were in there for not even, not even a day. Jack, hurry, hurry. Hurry for what? There's two of them loose, and they're heading up the Interstate 75, but they're off that now. They're in the, the woods there and in people's farms. And they're, How long has this been happening? <laughs> well, Jack, about four hours. And so all of a sudden, I called everybody, patrol, everybody there is. And we went up there, but they got off. the. the they weren't right. They were smart enough. They didn't go in the road. They went off the road into people's farms and stuff. I hadn't even known that in the first day. And finally, we, we just couldn't get them. They were, actually, they were then on a golf course is what we mm-hmm. thought we could get them. Mm-hmm. So I had the guys – take a, go- a bunch of golf bags and dress up like a golfer because nobody could get them. Yeah. That worked like a dumb thing because they, they took their little nets out of their golf bags and the chimps took off again. And finally, you won't believe this. They went all the way from Columbus, Ohio, in the off the roads to Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, my God. They went in the garage of a, of a, of a uh, policeman. They, we caught him in the wow. policeman's garage tearing everything apart in his garage. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I just got here. But anyway, that's monkeys on the interstate. I thought that was. <laughs> do you just like? I mean, you just you're reliving these stories, and I can tell you really enjoy it. Do you miss like the? Do you just miss the good old days, Jack? Back in the day when you were a director, like young director. You know, that's a good question. It is, but as you get older, and we, the zoo, the zoo world changes a lot with as far as you know what is required and stuff like that. And I love the zoo. I'm sitting in the zoo right now. As a matter of fact, do I love the zoo? Guess where I live? Inside the zoo. Did I tell you that? <laughs> no, you know that? no. My house. It's not my house. All of a sudden, everybody left the house. And then the zoo had bought another, I don't know, 200 acres that had a house on old Civil War house. Hey, Jack, would you like to live in the house since all the kids are going? Yeah. 
but I'm going to rent it. This is a, you know, people, the taxpayers, the, the city, the county, people donate here. So, no, I will rent the old house, real old house. And the house is 10 yards from where the animals are, which is, I was so excited. Are you kidding me? But the sad thing is, and I, I very seldom, I bet I said this twice only. I didn't tell my wife. I sold the house of 20 something years without telling her. Anybody <laughs> watching this has a wife? Don't do that, please. Oh my gosh. I thought she'd be so happy to live inside a zoo. It just backfired like big time. I said, Sue, um, guess what? We're going to the zoo and live. Oh, Jack, I love the house. You know, we put all the flowers out there. Don't worry. I'll bring the flowers with me and put them in the new house. She, oh, what did you just say to me? Oh, I don't mean new house, Sue. It's an old house. It's a zoo. You love the animals. Well, it took me about two weeks to boil that down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So anybody watching this, always tell your wife you're moving out of the house out of 20 years. Seriously. Well, we have an alligator that lives off our back porch, technically. So that's, yeah, we're in the process of moving. Yes, about 10 and a half feet. I I live on the Snake River in Idaho, about an hour outside of Boise. Oh, yeah. Yes, we have naturally heated water, and he's a rescue. And it's amazing. I mean, it scares the living daylights out of our maintenance people. Can you imagine? Like, because it bellows. you have an alligator there. Oh, yeah, I I have two on my back porch, yes. If you're ever in Idaho, (laughs) you have a place to stay. But no, and you can hear their bellow from from up to a mile away. So, so, you know, so like when an airplane flies over or a tractor, he'll bellow and just... How'd you get the alligator? Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. I film alligators all over, and crocodiles all over the place. Oh, yeah. How did I get him? So So he was living in a a, uh, teenager's bedroom room in Boise so I rescued him he was he was a little under four feet and then my other alligator I rescued who's now seven feet but she was about this big a little bit bigger than the size of a pencil but some guy gave it to her as an anniversary present his his fiance yeah so I did get married I did I I did get married no I mean the guy that had the alligator oh no oh no no they actually ended their relationship which is the funniest part of this like story I bet it is I mean if you're gonna marry somebody alligator you better tell the person you're marrying for God's (laughs) sake Having a dog's all right or a cat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it keeps my life interesting. Really quick. Okay, so so you go back to Columbus. You do something major, which I loved. You, for the first time ever, you went out and you basically got sponsorship to put the gorillas outside for $50,000. Yeah, you're right. And that was done. You know, one thing I've never done really is walk into places or send, you know, you know, the zoo, I need $500. I need a thousand. Whenever I walked in the first time I got here, I think I may maybe don't know this. I took it. They had a chimpanzee already trained here, which we don't do anymore, but they already had a uh, name, Emily. Mm-hmm. So I took Emily. I didn't know anybody in Columbus. I took it. I took her nationwide insurance is based here. Nationwide insurance. Oh, yeah. One of the largest donors. And that's when I walked in the president. I didn't know a guy uh, who was on this phone. I had to call like for two weeks to get in there. This Jack Hanna, I'm at this. Oh, you're the new zoo director. Yeah, you can come on down. So I came down with the animal chimp, Emily, which you don't do, Rachel. They already had a train. And I, it was a Christmas time. So I had her a Christmas card. Would you please help me with my new house, my little place at the zoo, in a card? So I walked in the presence because everybody let me in. They, they love the chimp, the companies. Yeah. And they put, like, nationwide, put it on the desk. And he opened it up and said, because the chimp was just sitting here like this. And <laughs> Would you help me have a, a new house? zoo wow. and it, every one of them worked when I went to the companies. Wow. That's great <laughs> so though. I told you I don't ask for it. I never have. I always call people and tell them what we're doing at the zoo and, I, and they say, well, what would you like, Jack? Hmm. You know, just we're trying to take care of this, this, and this. And sure enough, it just grew, grew, and grew and the people of Columbus, the people that surrounds Columbus um, have just been incredible with this place here. It's uh, it's incredible. If you ever come here, I'd love to take you behind the scenes and then go to the wilds, which is 2,000 acres down here. Mm-hmm. that American Electric Power gave the zoo. Wow. 
And I, I, I actually went to a school called Muskegon College there. As a little boy, I took bicycles with my little boy, man, with my daughter, my wife-to-be. We, six of us took bicycles in there where it was, it was um, dug up by uh, American Electric Power for coal. And then all of a sudden, that, then 20 years later, I come back here, and then I get a call from the same place, and they say, oh, we're going to give it to you. I say, oh, no, it's all torn up. Uh, the head of the AEP and they, and they uh, said, no, Mr. Hannah, we repaired it. So I got a helicopter, a guy did it for me, flew over it. It looked like the Garden of Eden. I could not believe the place that was all torn up. They redid the whole thing with like 15 lakes and it's absolutely, uh, it's called the wilds in the mm. zoo. That's ours and this, and it is something else. Wow. I've, yeah, I've never been to the wilds. That's on my next well, list that, when I'm in Ohio. I'm going to check well, out that, the wilds. Call this office and you'll get a behind the scenes tour where you'll have giraffe stick your head right in your, where you're going in the vehicle, the big old oh, truck. Nice. You're going to be there feeding the giraffe. You're going to see animals out there in areas like Africa. Oh. Uh, you have lodges there, by the way. I say little places to stay also. Okay. There Please call go. the office. Because that's Actually, if something ever happens to me, I'm just going to go there and live. That's, <laughs> that sounds good. So I want to get to you. So in 1983, you make your first national TV appearance on Good Morning America. Were you yes. nervous? I mean, you know um, – it's not a matter that I sought you. Uh, thanks for saying that. Because some people say, oh, Jack, did you seek TV? How did you get on TV? I did not seek TV. I never thought I'd ever be on TV. I, sometimes the local people just come up here and cover little things. But then all of a sudden, we had twin gorillas at the Columbus Zoo, the first ones ever born in the world. Twin gorillas. All of a sudden, um, they call me, <laughs> like Good Morning America. All kinds of people start calling. And they, I went to Good Morning America. Oh, I'm sorry. They brought the people here, covered it. And they said, hey. Would you come back to to, to New York and, and bring animals? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Now, back then, I got, you know, some people got upset in the zoo business and said, why would you take animals away from the zoo? I never harmed one animal. Not one animal ever got sick. Um, we took, like, certain birds and certain snakes, things like that. We never took an animal that, just, that, that even tried to not go or anything else. You know, I want people to know that. We did, yes. Good Morning America started the TV because we had the twin gorillas born here, the first in the zoo world. And, uh and they did well. So that's how the TV started by the, me doing the gorillas here and then going to Good Morning America like they asked me. Um, and I just went there. And as far as being nervous, um, I went to the green room, all right? And I go in there. And I don't know if it's Aretha Franklin, who it might have been. I'm not saying it was her. I'm just saying there was someone in there going on before me. And they said um, – uh, now, this was – wait, this was um, this was the David Letterman show. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Uh, on that first time on that show. Good Morning America, I just, they just covered the, the animals here, and then they asked me there. That wasn't bad, but I never thought about David Letterman. I never got to see him because I never stayed up that late because <laughs> I always worked hard and got up early to go to the zoo. So yeah. I, I go there because I guess he saw it in Good Morning America, and his pr- pr- um, producer called me, and I went there and said, yeah, why not? I'll do Good Morning America and do Letterman at nighttime. So I walk in the green room. I can't remember who the lady was. She was a famous singer, and she looks at me, and she goes, um, Jack, you know, he's Dave's a great guy, but um, – just so you know, you know, he, he can just be so much fun with you. So be ready to, to it's a, going to a different show you've done. Yeah, well, so I went out there and sure enough, it, it was kind of, you know, real good on the first time. But the next, next few, what, I don't know how many years, 10, 15, 20, who knows, a lot, hundred something shows. Yeah, you did a hundred, <laughs> you did 102 Letterman appearances or 103. Oh my gosh. That's All a- I know is everybody, when I went on there, was like play, I was playing a little bit of college football at Muskingum College. And all I know is it's like, just getting ready to have just get, you know, people will look at him and goes, Jack, how did he talk to you that way? But then again, he should fire you for talking the way you talk to him. No, <laughs> that's he and I just you know, no nobody ever practiced. I never saw him before after the show on any shows. I never even saw he never saw the animals before any either. See, so 
Yeah, and I want to inject it through it. So I got my start on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and it's a very it was a very different wow. experience because Jay would come and you know talk to you and meet the animals after and, and even yep. before. So what was that like working with Letterman? Because you said you never saw him before, you never saw him after. So what you saw was just on camera. Yeah, but the thing is, everybody, I really he did a lot for the zoo by getting us on the show. Number one, number oh, two yeah. is uh, I enjoyed that because I like to do something and take an animal on there that if we if we rehearse it. Matter of fact. We we would go there when he's not out on the stage. We just make sure that all the animals enjoyed the desk and all that stuff. But he never saw an animal. And, and I, I asked him, please, you can make, tell him one or two, but please don't tell him every single animal. The fun thing about TV, I think, on a show like that is to surprise him, not just bring some big old gigantic gorilla in there, or whatever it might be. Um, or the time I brought a full-grown camel, my camel, my personal camel. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> that was real funny at the hotel, by the way. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Yeah. In New York, they let us come into all these places a lot of times. And um, uh, one of my worst bites, by the way, it's, and I tell people, if an animal bites you, dog, cat at your house or in the in the zoo or wherever it might be, um, 99% of the time it's your fault. It's not the animal's fault because that means you've made a wrong thing. And um, sure enough, you don't mind me telling you this story. Um, I was trying to do uh, the Letterman show, which I did. And a guy had a, a beaver, the largest one. He rescued it off of – you heard the story, right? Oh, you no, know, but it, tell it, it yeah. Uh, off of I came in Alabama, wherever it was, is a huge thing. It was on a dam that got trapped. A huge beaver. He called me up because I knew him and not real well, but he's a friend in the zoo world. Jack, I have this beaver that's the biggest one in the world. I just can't do much with it. Well, how big? Send me a picture. Holy mackerel! Yeah, bring him up here. I'll make take him on TV. Oh yeah, he doesn't mind. So the the beaver gets here. So then I um <laughs> go do the Letterman show. I put a tank. You know, they build a tank to put the beaver in. And a lot of times when you feed a beaver, uh, you go to the bathroom right after that. So since Letterman and I had a lot of fun, I said, make sure to feed him a lot. Sure enough, they did it. Put him back in the water there right quick. <laughs> we <laughs> go to the bathroom and flying all over the place, which is just what I wanted. And then um, and then another time I went and because of, it's a neat animal. This one I also got years later was um, found on a dam or something, this other one too. So we took it and I wanted to bring it on there and show him. This, is, this will tell people. People, I'm always asked every single speech, like I was on speeches in uh, three states last week. But anyway, um, I picked up the beaver like I was told, no problem. You know, you know I, I, we saved the beaver, the guy on the dam, and he gave it to me. I picked him up like he told me, started walking off like this, and uh, somebody hit the drum. Oh. And all of a sudden, the beaver swing, swung like this. You can't see the scar now. I had it taken care of three times. The beaver went like this and went right through, right through my thumb and got the blood vessels here. Oh. And all of a sudden, it was flying everywhere. And all of a sudden... Oh. I went like this, and you're in shock. And um, only time I've ever been bitten, basically, I've had little things happening over all, all the years raising animals and stuff. But you don't want to have an animal. It wasn't hurting the animal. He just swung around and went like this, all the way up through there, and got the uh, nerves here. I have no nerves in the thumb, and got these vessels here. And so it went everywhere. Yes. All of a sudden, they said, "Let's call an ambulance." No, nobody's going to call an ambulance and tell Jack Hannah got bitten by a beaver on TV. No. <laughs> so, so you know what I did? I went like this. I took, I held my hand like this, real tight. On uh, Roosevelt Avenue or Road there, right behind the letter in New York City, there's a hospital, the Roosevelt Hospital. Yeah. So I, they said three or four blocks away. Fine, I'm fine. Please. So a guy that works for me said, Jack, I'm going next to you. So I held my arm like this a whole way there with a jacket on like this. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't know when I walked in the door of the hospital, my mind goes, Oh gosh, what am I going to do? <laughs> you have to tell them the truth. I walked to the desk and all of a sudden. The, I didn't. It's my fault. The blood had gone everywhere, all of my shirt, my pants, everywhere. And I went like this. I go, oh gosh. When I walked in the door, and I, the, the 
the nurses are behind the desk there, and I go, God help me, please. I don't know what to say, but you can't lie. I go to the desk, and they go, shooting victim. When I got about six feet away, they yelled, shooting victim. I went up there, and, and the, the people come around the corner there, the uh, nurses and stuff. And I go, and she said, where were you shot? I wasn't, man, I was bitten by a beaver. She said, what? <laughs> and the, the two other nurses there, you're bitten by a what? A beaver. Where? Uh, in Central Park, ma'am. I had to make that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've lived there 21 years. There are no beavers in Central Park. It was my pet beaver. <laughs> by that time, by that time, people were just coming. I think they thought I was mentally ill, but the, I was just sitting there. You'd go like this. And sure enough, they took me in there and cleaned it all out and put a bunch of stitches in it. And, and uh, oh gosh, it was. And then I had to go back to, to Ohio to do another doctor. Oh. It's bitten by a beaver. Look, I'm sorry, I don't want to go to the story again, please. I'm going to pick up a. The beaver was a nice animal. I'm sorry. He went back and had a good life, but yeah. I just can't see anything in his thumb. God, what a story. So people, listen, if people who listen to this, don't pick up a beaver anywhere. No, don't. I rescue beavers out here in the Snake River. Oh, really? and I'm, yeah, and I, I no, usually once a year. Yeah, and I'm very worried about them because those, those incisors, man, they're going to, whew, that'd be pretty bad. You do a lot with animals, don't you? That's neat. That really oh, is. Oh, of course, it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know you're an animal person. Shoot, I'm gonna send you my book. Oh, you got my book? Yeah, well, yeah, but can oh, I get can I get a signed wait. copy though, Jack? Yeah, this book here. Oh, yeah, that looks a lot more updated. Okay, I'm gonna do that one. Okay, yeah, yeah, a lot I, more I updated, need to read all right. that one. Yeah, <laughs> I need to update that. That's yeah. when my monkeys got loose. <laughs> yeah. So, Jack, I mean, just okay. So you've worked with animals on TV for so many years. Do you have a particular animal that you like working with the most on TV that makes you the most comfortable? Yeah. Yeah, my what? wife. <laughs> what the heck? She always... <laughs> anyway, it's not a joke, but I tell people that sometimes. But she's an animal too. No, not animals. We're all mammals. But no, you, you asked me what what animal I like best. What, what yeah. did you say? Yeah, I mean, just what? because you've done so many TV appearances, is there one animal that you absolutely love when you do these appearances that makes you maybe the most comfortable, like to work with? Well, you know, it all depends on where I go and stuff like that. I make sure that every animal that leaves this zoo or other zoos that help me are all animals that are used to going out. They, all these animals, I've never knocked on wood again, uh, had anything happen other than that beaver thing. But um, I've never had a problem. If any animal, they love going out. They love going driving down the road or down the highways to, to New York. And I've never lost an animal. I never gave an animal one pill or anything. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we you know, at first – uh, some of the zoo people didn't like it, which I, I wasn't trying to, you know, I didn't know that. I just mm-hmm. took a few animals. Good Morning America came here to cover the twin gorillas and they asked me to come back. And so I took, um, you know, I've taken snakes, birds, things like that. Mm-hmm. Never lost one, never had one upset or anything else. No, I don't, would never do that ever to an animal. Yeah. But that's how it all started. And then it, I just did Good Morning America, then David Letterman. And then all of a sudden, um, they called me one, a fellow did from that part of the country on the East coast and said, would you like to do some animal shows? I said, um, yeah, what was the name of that first uh, show I did? Zoo I can't Life? Remember. Zoo, uh, Hannah's Ark or Zoo Life? Yeah, yeah exactly. Zoo Life, yes. Oh, you're I right. love that one. Yeah, that was it, this first one, yes. Wow. And Hannah's Ark, I'm sorry, yes. Yeah. Hannah's Ark, yeah. and then that Zoo Life. Local. Yeah, it was local, and then that went to that, yes. Wow. And now Jack Hannah's Into the Wild and Wild Countdown, the ones that they have on, I guess, the national TV. So yeah. uh, we might be filming this fall. I don't know. Maybe, what, Rachel, Elstray or somewhere is the next one. I don't know. Yeah, or, or Africa. But, you know, wow. I – it's soon I started Susie with my wife Susie with me because Kathleen my daughter that did the show for quite a while mm-hmm. she goes to England to, with her friend to get a job they both marry a British guy and screws my whole show up <laughs> so, so I went home I went home and said I'm sorry Kathleen if you're watching this in England I'm sorry um, anyway uh, so 
I asked my wife, oh, come on, Jack. Please, Sue, you know, it's a husband and wife show. Not many people get to do it. And you love animals. My gosh, you did everything for me. I mean, um, the one thing that I don't know, I don't usually, I tell this sometimes in my speeches. Has your <laughs> wife ever said no to you? Has your wife ever said no to you ever? Well, one time what happened is, I'm sorry, um, somebody asked me this question on a, it wasn't on a show like this, it was at a speech. Uh-huh. And has your wife ever said no to you, Jack? I said, yes. A, a mother here had twin chimpanzees. That's pretty rare. They, a lot of, they didn't know what to do. So I had to bring them home uh, because we watched them for two days. The mother would not feed them. So I had to bring them home, the little babies. And I went on the, my camp cabin and I sat down the, on the, the stairs there. And I was bottle feeding this animal, trying to. My wife's over there with my little daughter who's older now in the corner of the cabin. Um, she's breastfeeding um, my daughter. And so I gave her one of the chimps to feed at the same time. <laughs> That's what happened. Mine would not eat, but she's breastfeeding and also bottle feeding the daggum chimp. And I can't bottle feed one chimp. So I just looked at it like this. I said, Sue, would you? No way, Jack. Now, look, I was going to ask the bottle for God's sakes. This is a true story. I tell it in my speeches. It's the only time my wife ever got a little upset with me. What are you, are you okay? Sue, I was thinking about bottle, not the other. Okay? Dear gosh. Oh, my God, Jack. You're killing <laughs> me. But this year. No, I'm just telling you this. This about uh, two months, or I'll be married 50 years now. Wow! This congratulations, year. congratulations! Yep. And I, I, I love the show. You guys travel the world. Is there a particular place that you love to go? Like your all-time favorite place in the world? Well, you know, everybody would say Africa. I don't, I, I don't say Africa just because of the animals. Uh, the president of Rwanda is a very close friend of mine. We have a little home in Rwanda. Why did I do that? I did that because I went to Rwanda in 1982. Very few animals you saw there. Uh, then President Kagame came in. And then you heard about the genocide that happened later. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, we had a um, home there. We had friends there. And it was hard for all of us. And then we went right in there. The Columbus Zoo, myself, I got other people involved. And we went in there and did everything we could. And now Rwanda, by the way, real quickly, so some of your viewers say, oh, my God, people, so I, I take trips there every single year. Other people do. It's now called the cleanest country in Africa. You cannot find a piece of paper that big. Yeah. President Kagame. President Kagame will not stand for corruption for one second. He's the most incredible human being. I've been to Africa all over it. I've been, I know a lot of people there, but not one person in the world is a leader like a, a, a president of a country like that man. He does not stand for corruption. It's the cleanest country in, in probably in the world, not just Africa. Uh, the schools there, the, the animals there, and some people say, oh my gosh, they had a genocide there. Look, folks, that's like going back to our civil war, for God's sakes. Today, it is the safest country in Africa that voted that. And you will see not one piece of paper that big. You will see now animals, not just mountain gorillas. You know, they're only ones in the world. No mm-hmm. zoo in the world has a mountain gorilla. We have, what, we had the first gorilla at the Columbus Zoo ever born in, in a zoo here in 1956. And then we have a lot of beautiful lowland gorillas from the Congo. People have got to understand something. The lowland gorillas come in the Congo where I filmed them. The mountain gorillas, all the zoos in the world do not have a mountain gorilla. The animal eats certain things that you cannot have at a zoo and they get huge. So anybody listening to this or watching this, if you want to have a bucket list thing to do, I'm just telling you, folks, go to Rwanda and see the mountain gorillas, and you will thank yourself every time. It's as clean as it can be, safer than any country, probably safer than, uh, I won't use the name of the cities, but, <laughs> uh, but it, really, it really is incredible, everybody. It's, it's, I, I, every year I go, I go there to visit the gorillas, but also just go see the other animals and the beauty of the, the mountains, the beauty of the lakes. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. And I just had the chief scientist on from the Diane Fossey gorilla fund. And she we said did? the exact, yeah, she said the exact same thing. And she was like, yep. it's like, the, they said every week they clean up trash 
in Rwanda. Yes. Like it's one it's day a so week, Saturday. Yes. There it is. Okay. The president, you know, the president, every single Saturday except for his vacation, President Kagame, a buddy of mine, he goes out and picks up the trash. Uh-huh. And he's done it for years. He just doesn't do it for TV or anything. He just does it because he loves doing it. And uh, you cannot find a piece of paper, nothing like this, anywhere, not on the road downtown, anywhere. Wow. And the people love their country now. Before you know the genocide would happen. Yeah, of course. And Hutus and Tutsi, there is no more two different tribes. There's no more of that. It's all one beautiful people. Mm-hmm. So it shows you what can be done. Okay. I'm going to ask you kind of a hard question. Well, well, not really. I just, I don't know. Because you've you've traveled the world. Is there a place that you haven't been that you wish you could visit? Um, what's that island off the coast of Africa? I keep forgetting. Yeah, Madagascar. That's the one I haven't been to. Yeah. Really? You're going to what? Only one. You're also wait. Have you have you been to the to the Seychelles north of Madagascar to see the giant Aldabra tortoises? No, I didn't. No. Oh, you have to. No, I've not been to that whole area. No, I've been uh, all the major continents around there. Yeah, places. Oh yep. wow. You'd have. Yeah, to I've been do that. You know, India, Africa, Asia. Yeah, you know, a lot of places. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's been it's been a it's been a life that I never thought I'd even see. You know, being raised on a farm in Tennessee and my parents died very early. I wish they could have seen something I did, but it didn't happen. So anyway, I just um. I just love what I do, and I just got off the road uh, last night where I went to, what, two three states, I think. I don't know how many I went to and did shows uh, in colleges, Alabama, um, where else? Oh, Florida, and then somewhere else. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I, you... I, take, I, take, I take videos. See, if, if, this, if the speeches are within probably no more than three to 500 miles, then I'll, I'll bring some animals from the zoo. It could be a kangaroo. It could be all animals like that. And then I'll I'll do my video, you know, all my shows I've done. I pick out clips of uh, anywhere from ten to twenty minutes. And I'll show a beautiful clip of Africa, my clips, whatever they are. And I'll then show an animal, then a clip, animal, animal clip, and I go an hour and a half, and I, I do I don't know how many speeches a year around the United States. Wow, that I would love to see one of your live shows. Yeah, heck yeah, just let me. Right now I'm going to take a break because I've done so many this year, and now I'll go to Montana where I've been for 20 something years now where I have a cabin out there wow. and I will come out of there if the office calls and need something real bad to do a speech or, you know, it has to be really bad. It's not just the money, but if they ask me to help somebody, then I'll do it. But yeah. I mean, not everybody, certain charities, I can't do everything, but I go out there to rest in Montana and I do soon. I love hiking in glacier and that's our life. Nice. And so that's what we do. We hike and take bike rides and all kinds of stuff. And, that's what my vacation is. Yeah, and I was gonna. I have to ask you because you and Letterman both have places in Montana. Have you spoken yep. with him since the no, show? You, no, you know I haven't. And it's um, it's not. It, our Dave and I were just. You know, we did the shows. Never talked to him even after the show ever. Not because he didn't like it. It's just how you know everything went. Uh, he lives across the mountain on the other side of it there, and he's just a very private person, a very giving person too. By the way, mm-hmm. he's from what I hear. Uh, and so that's how that whole show worked for all those years. And it really did. You know, it's not no rehearsing, no playing games or anything. It's just, you know, <laughs> yeah, I just had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. And I'm sure he had a little bit of fun. We did it for, I think it was 31. I don't know how many shows, hundred and something, I guess. Yeah. And I watched last night, I watched hours of, I mean, thank, thank goodness they're all on YouTube, Jack. They're great. <laughs> the, the, the chemistry is really, I mean, obviously, you know, it's great. I mean, it's just, God, and, yeah. And some of the animals you were able to take on shows, like I do shows now, but it's nothing. I mean, you were, you know, you're taking on gorillas and then oh, you know, yeah. sea lions well, and a pygmy hippo, I think one time. Anyway, it's just, how'd yeah. you know I took a pygmy? How'd you know that? I saw a photo and I was like, dream, like dream animal. <laughs> I mean, that would never happen today ever, but yeah. 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 It was I, a pygmy hippo. Yes. Yeah. He, and we had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So what is the best part about being Jack Hanna? Well, 
you know, it's it's a matter of, of I never want to be on TV. I just want people to know that. They keep asking me that I beg for it. No, I didn't. It all happened with the first gorilla, like I told yeah. you. Yeah. The one thing about being me is I'm always me. I don't care if it's uh, – I've been who I am since I left a young boy. You know, I just am who I am. I never try to be funny or anything. And the one thing that's one of the hardest things – I don't share this in a lot of interviews, but I will with you. You've got great questions. The hardest thing for me right now – not right now. It's been that way for maybe 10, 15 years when young – when people young all have babies or kids, let's put it that way, and they want a special wish or a wish, you know what I'm saying now. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to happen. That's hard for me. The hardest thing I would say when I go to the hospital sometimes, and sometimes I can take an animal. It depends on how injured or cancer or polio or whatever it is. That's hard. Uh, one of the hardest ones I ever did, though, several years ago. A man uh, came up here, a husband and a wife, with a daughter that maybe in 14 or 15, with another daughter that was like nine or eight, and it was her last wish. Um, that's hard. I've done that several times. They came here. I took her to the building we have up here that some of the animals that take to TV and stuff like that, and she sat there, and I let her hold a um, – I can't remember. It was, a, it was a, not a rabbit. It was a, I can't have to hold certain animals because she's very ill. And um, – so she held it, and so then I got ready to bring a little um, – I can't remember what that other animal was. It wasn't a chimp. It was another type of primate, but she just loved the monkey. Actually, I couldn't do the gorilla or the uh, chimps. So I said, here, here's a rag I'm going uh, to wash your daughter's hand for the, before the next animal. Uh, we'll make sure your hands are washed. And her father looked at me and goes, Jack, in just a few days, her hands will be wa- washed up there. Oh. Everybody in the room there. Two of the ladies cried right off the bat. The mother started crying. I'm not being saying this just on radio. I had, yes, I had a tear. Yeah, you kidding me when he said that? Sure enough, she passes away 10 days later. Um, but you know something? To watch her smile, to watch her hold that kangaroo. Um, I got chills right now. And I, too, yeah. I, 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 um, those are hard. <laughs> you know, ones that are injured, that's, you know, that's, that's fun because they're, you know, don't like they're broken legs or they're have our, our daughter had um, leukemia yeah. at St. Jude Hospital. So sometimes, you know, people come and say, well, sometimes people will come up to you and say, well, I know what you feel like. Well, I do know what people feel like when their children might get leukemia, God help them, or brain tumors, which Julie ended up having because of radiation in the brain as a young girl. She got brain tumors her senior year of college. So I do know what it's like. I lived in hospitals. You know, I saw what happened to the kids on Julie's floor. And the one thing she had with a brain tumor was eight out of 12 died on her floor. I'm sorry, I don't like that word. Oh. Um, went to heaven. Mm-hmm. And that was beyond belief. Um, you know, I, people think everything, but I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. I'm just saying that that's the hardest thing to do for me with these animals. And um, But I see the joy they have before they go. Uh, God bless them. So I never turn that down, but it's not easy. So other than that, yeah, I take animals. Uh, I used to take them to all the schools around here, and you know, they just—it was really neat. But today, I can't get everything done anymore. I, I can't do that anymore. But I'll do speeches around the country sometimes. Sometimes it's for income, and sometimes it's for um, uh, peop- nonprofits. But I, right now, at my age, um, I'm only thirty. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <30. laughs> no, I just soon I've just been married. Um, how many years? Fifty. Yeah, fifty. <laughs> And I'm sure some of you asked, like, yesterday I came back from Alabama, Jack, how old are you now? You must be at least 55 or 60. No, I'm 72. Wow. 
I don't know why I just told him that, darn it. No, I'm 50, yeah. <laughs> 50. Jack, do you ever see yourself retiring? Do you have a date? You know, you know I keep trying. Um, <laughs> people said, Jack, don't you, you know, I do have grandkids and Kathleen lives in England now that did my uh, show with me. I don't know that I can't spend my whole life here, but I love it here so much. You're still going strong. Your shows are hits. I know. You're touring the country. Like you yep. are just, I mean. I am I am going to start cutting back. They've already, the girl, the ladies here in the office helped me so much. I, they've cut, they, they're the ones who get to call on the speeches first and they'll say something to me, Jack, I think you ought to, um, this year I might do six to 12. I don't know, but no more of the twenties and thirties, but I'm stopping a lot of that. Uh, not that I want to stop it, but I have children in, in uh, grandchildren in England where Kathleen lives, you know, and then in Cincinnati, I have kids there. They're even old enough to get married and have kids themselves. I mean, great grandfather, but I know now that after traveling and seeing people and other people my age that, you know, have issues, I am. Yes. I'm starting this year to, to cut back a lot of things. Yes. Oh, uh, it's going to, it's going to be hard for me, but the, the people in the, my office here, they've been great to me. You know, it's, they said, Jack, we suggest you do this. So, you know, I listen to them and, and do it or don't do it. Yeah. So I'm yeah. trying. <laughs> yeah. So Jack, do you have any advice yep. for young people who want to work with animals? Yes. I get that. I just did that yesterday at the speech <laughs> I had. Yeah. Our daughter wants to be a, a veterinarian. Our son wants to work in a zoo. Yes. All you folks that might want to work in a zoo, uh, not necessarily, you start in a zoo if you want to really build yourself up. You want to start, you know, I clean cages in Knoxville. I swept the roads, for, I mean, the walkways first, cleaned the windows. And I tell people, if you really want to end up doing something like that, what I do, then why don't you go to your veterinarian or, or a dog pound or something and offer to go ahead and walk the dogs or clean up after the dogs for nothing. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any money involved when I was 14, 15 years old. And after I did it for one month, he gave me $10 a week back then. A 19, um, I was born in 47, 57, so 60, whatever. Yep. They, by golly. I got like 10 bucks a week or whatever, but you know something all, like yourself, everybody has to start somewhere. Yeah. And so I guess anybody who wants to work in a zoo or with animals like this, then go ahead and volunteer for your dog pound or, you know, or a veterinarian to, to wash his windows or whatever. It's just, you just don't jump in. I'm sure on a radio show like you just did, or you just walk into a zoo and say, I want to be a zookeeper. We, we could, we could hire two. We must have over a hundred people a year, 200, maybe over 200. I'm sorry. They want to work in a zoo. Well, Yes, what's your education? That's important. I'm not saying it's the, the thing, but it uh, sure helps. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a zoology. That's nice, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm telling you something I've never said. Well, I did on Letterman, I think, maybe Good Morning America. Oh, my God. I majored in political science. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Back then, they had zoology, yes. But other than that, today, these colleges, my gosh, universities, mm-hmm. they have everything. It wasn't back then. You know, people just like, wanted to work in a zoo. Mm-hmm. And so... I must say that I would just have had just what I wanted back to learn some stuff, but I just had to learn it myself inside the zoo because back in 19, you know, that's how old I am a long time ago. Um, (laughs) I learned myself and read little books. That's how I learned. Yeah. And started cleaning cages. I learned a lot. (laughs) A lot of hands-on experiences, you know, just getting dirty. There you go. Uh, it's, it's what you do and, and if you love something and you, you just don't go to the top and start. Okay. I have a fun question to ask you. Are you ready for this? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> do you have a dream animal that you'd love to see at Columbus? Yeah. <laughs> People laugh at me. Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't find him. I looked all over the world. Yeah. Actually, 
one of our most listened to podcasts. We had a Sasquatch expert on. Do you believe in Sasquatch? Uh, I wish I could say I did, but you know, when I was little, I thought about it, but no, I've been everywhere. Yeah. But sometimes I meet some people that look like a Sasquatch. <laughs> That's terrible to say. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Don't say sorry. So you don't you don't have like a dream animal exhibit. Like, I mean, have you, you know, like, have you ever, I'm sure you guys have looked into giant pandas. I mean, that's like. Yeah, we, we actually, the Columbus Zoo, we had a person here who knew the, uh, one of the leaders of China, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many years ago it was. I don't remember this. They, because back then, you know, they, it would cost several million to bring the animals to your zoo. Mm-hmm. But they, somebody knew somebody, a governor, or I don't know, somebody in Washington, and they did bring the, uh, the pandas, we're talking, I'm talking about now, yeah. over to the Columbus Zoo for um, a showing for one weekend. We had to pay the, the fees and everything else. But, wow. you know, I just, you know, they're, they're an animal that I guess should be in China. That's where they are, you know, in the, in the areas there. Mm-hmm. But I must say that was some. I would love to have had that here at the Columbus Zoo for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of the things they don't do, and I, I'm sure they have their reasons. I think mm-hmm. uh, Los Angeles, I think, had one, or San Diego. I can't remember. There's two zoos in the country that got got them. Now, whether they still have them, I don't know. They might. Mm-hmm. Uh, it worked with uh, the, that part of the world, and I'm glad that they do have them mm-hmm. because it's an amazing animal to see, yes. Mm-hmm. That's something I dream about, yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. The pandas are just a beautiful animal, and they're, you know, they're just not jumping around everywhere. There's just not that many of them, so they've done a great job. The zoos that have them, I can't know which ones they are now, if they have them even. Mm-hmm. But uh, they also know they do take care of them right now yeah. over there. Yeah. Okay. They're beautiful. Yeah, they are beautiful. Have you seen them in the wild? No, no, I haven't. No, it's the film there is almost impossible. But you know, um, maybe someday my last show or something. I may. Mean, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll try it again. Yeah. Rick, remember that, will you? Yeah. Write it down, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> right here sitting there so yeah yeah so jack i know you get this question asked a lot i just want to get your thoughts because i know i had some listeners kind of submit questions so just really quick i wanted to get your thoughts did you ever meet steve Irwin? yes one time one time one time and i talked on the phone to him his wife um terry yeah yeah and um you know people need to know because sometimes the media you know we all know this and, and i don't exaggerate a lot but um what happened to everybody is he was a great guy. He was, by the way, all the stuff he got for TV and stuff, he gave that money to buy land for conservation. Mm-hmm. How many people in the world do that? Mm-hmm. He, I don't know how much he got for the, for the animals a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I didn't do TV because of Steve. I just love to watch him all the time. Somebody just <laughs> called me. That's how the whole thing started. But um, he did a great job. And, and what happened to everyone, no matter what you heard, he was down there. It was a, his wife, I don't think was there at the time. Uh, he's in the boat there, and I think he and West Mannion, his best friend, mm-hmm. uh, for like his brother, they were in there just diving and uh, down there with the animals there. And from what I understand, from you know, instead of the, the media kind, of, they got what they got, and they did what they could. But my understanding was from everybody who's pretty close to him that he was down there just you know, having a good time, and his shadow went over the stingray. I guess is what I was told. Mm-hmm. The shadow went over, and the animal just popped up from the bottom like this, popped up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know what's on the back of it. Yeah, of course. It's one of those things, one in a thousand. You yeah. know, uh, it was just I couldn't believe it because that man, he was incredible. As you know, he started the first time his TV stuff on with animals, and uh, I never wanted – I just wanted to watch him. And yeah. some people say, oh, did you start up because he was gone? No, I didn't. Somebody called me. And, you know, that's well, how that all started. You were, you were actually on TV before him, though, like because in the 90s. I mean, you guys yes, were. I, I, yeah, because he was late. Yeah. Which is. But 
I loved watching him. And um, it's one of those one in a thousand things that happened. That's all. I mean, Steve was great with animals. He, yeah. he was very careful. He, his shows were outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just still hard for me to believe it, you know. Yeah, one of my favorite episodes of your of of your show now, where you and Sue actually went down to the Australia Zoo and you met Terry and you know she took you around the yep. tour and I thought that was really done great. I really enjoyed it really that. was. I'll, I'll never forget that. And she said, you know, Jackie watched you a lot, and that was you know that was wow. nice. Yeah. So that was he always. As a matter of fact, she said this. She said, Jackie, you know, you went on this zoo life somehow. You got a hold of it, uh, um, and that just meant the world to me when she said that. You know, he just saw you first. I said, no. She said, yeah, he did. So that's what happened. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, Steve Irwin was just a living legend. Okay, Jack, I want to kind of change the subject here. Do you have a favorite zoo memory? Well, yes, I do. Okay. That zoo memory was, I think I mentioned it to you, when the Columbus Zoo had the twin gorillas. Okay. The first ones in a zoo that were born here at the Columbus Zoo. And, um, you know, and this is not funny or anything, but I, I must thank Dr. Nick Baird. He was Sue's gynecologist because the animal was – was was the female was getting bigger and bigger and so i said please come up here and help because she's pregnant i know that doctor uh kim so he came up here and brought a uh, what do you, what do you call that sound machine uh, yeah a sonogram thing uh-huh. put the animal down the, and we had to and all of a sudden he goes look at that jack what is it that's the two heads of two baby gorillas what wow. yes she's having twins i said that's impossible that's not been done I'm telling you, that's what it is. Sure enough, he was the doctor then for my gorillas, but we, obviously we didn't do a thing. We didn't do a thing. Sure enough, he, he said, Jack, I think it's going to be born so-and-so and so-and-so. He was one day off. I could not wow. believe this. Yeah. Wow. So what we had, we had people watching you know, over, overnight, not, not right away, but we waited another 20 days or whatever. And then every single night, volunteers came in, and the people that work here every day, 24 hours a day, 24 hours, we watched the animal. I get a call at 3 in the morning. Jack, she's going into labor. I come flying over here. One of them pops out. One's born. The mother does, um, does you know, starts eating the, the stuff off the baby. And all of a sudden, it wasn't even, nobody knew. I said, when's the next one, doctor? Because the gynecologist got there. I don't know, Jack. We set up in the, in the glass building up here. So the gorilla didn't know we were up there. All of a sudden, she eats the afterbirth on the one. She has the next one. All of a sudden, she walks. Takes the little one and goes and walks away. All of a sudden, the gynecologist says, Jack, watch out. Get her back there within a minute, seconds, right now. She's not taking this, uh, the, the thing all the, what do you call it, over the babies? Um, you know, they're born with the, the thing on the, the, the you have to rip it off. Okay, the umbilical cord, right? Exactly, correct. Well, the, that was gone, but the, 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 the stuff is circling in. Um, yeah, exactly, correct. Placenta, okay. yes. That was still on the animal. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, um, the the guy the doctor he came flying out of there and just flew down there and just took it right off thank God because yeah. we waited another minute it wouldn't have survived so it's the first time for God's sakes wow. and both of them did well both of them did well wow. and now there are other zoos you know, breeding program so mm-hmm. doing well first twins gorillas <laughs> congratulations yep. the best you made okay this this might be hard for you okay you ready for this. Yep. What is your favorite area of the zoo? And and you can't say all the areas. Like, what is your favorite area, Jack? When you go to the zoo, you have many <laughs> options. The Columbus Zoo is huge, and it's beautiful. It's big. You have a lot Thank of you. great. You have a lot of great exhibits. Where do you uh, go friend, first? My, my finest area at the zoo. What do you think? She's right because she knows. What is, it? What is it? Walking up to Africa. Africa. Because I have a home okay. in Africa. Okay. Yeah, but but then again, I do like the reptile house, whether people oh. like that or not. Yeah. And um, 
But when I go around the zoo, I try and hit them all. Because I, I don't do it every day. Sometimes I might do it once or twice a year because the places, you know, I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I know that the beautiful people we have working here, you know, it's by the way, we just uh, real quickly, we take the manatee out of Florida that, you know, that we don't take them. Mm-hmm. We just, for example, I just filmed it on my show uh, several months ago. A boat, they don't mean to. They hit the mother manatee, mm-hmm. lost her life. We bring the two babies up here. We stayed here like, uh, I think it was four to six months. Mm-hmm. We just got through releasing it on my show. I, I filmed this. And we, what did we get some more the other day, right? Yeah, we just got two more. Wow. Uh, manatees. And they're only about, I, I may be wrong on the numbers, everybody, four to six zoos in the country mm-hmm. that take care of the manatee. It costs us several million to build a manatee habitat here. Oh, yeah. We raise them all up. Then we take them all down and release them back where they came from. Uh, and it is expensive. But you know something? The manatees are a magnificent animal. Um, I've, I've filmed them under the water. Um, and by the way, folks that are watching this, if you're in Florida and you are swimming in a canal or swimming somewhere, the manatee are very, you know, they like to come up to you. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, try not to touch them because they, they I mean, come brush against you. And they're trying to be friendly, kind of. Some of them, not every one of them, but yes, and, and it's illegal to touch them because then it's going to be used to you. And then it's, uh, by the way, if that tail ever hits you, it's going to knock you down or yeah. knock you out. Wouldn't be good. So I'm just trying to help viewers. If it could happen to you, they're not going to kill you. It's just the fact that they, they're, you know, curious and don't run away. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jack, I know you have to go. I want to say this was so enjoyable and thank you so much. You're such a busy guy and an inspiration for me and millions and millions and millions of people around the world. And you are such, I mean, you're our generation's voice for animals. So I just want to Very say nice. thank you for all you do. Well, thank you because I'll thank Marlon Perkins, who was a long time ago. You might not mention before Disney, yeah. and that's the guy that I, I, I'm not, like. People admire athletes, but I admired the man. And I said, "Boy, that's something." I did not want to be on TV. All I wanted to do was just travel where he went. I mean, I was from Tennessee. I never could get to Kentucky for God's sake. <laughs> I, I, I didn't to leave Tennessee. Until I was in college. I mean, you know. And I love Tennessee, by the way. I always will. Oh yeah. But I just wanted to go somewhere, and and then you know. I got to travel the world. So as my parents died very early and I know they're watching, but I just have been very blessed. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jack. I'll see you at the zoo. Yeah. Yes. I want, right. I, I want to go behind the scenes, Jack. I'm so excited. Oh, good. I'll take it. No, I won't take you with the gorillas. No, I'll show you the gorillas behind the scenes. Sorry. I would love to see behind. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, behind the scenes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Jeez. If I could get your insurance agent's number, no, that would be Yeah, great. exactly. No. All right. <laughs> thank you so much, Jack. I appreciate well, it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and family. Also, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. It really helps me out. As always, if you have any guest suggestions, if you want to email me personally, head on over to CorbinMaxi.com. And if you haven't already, check out our social channels. You can follow me at CorbinMaxi on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time.